Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of the Yakking Show Business Channel. And this is the show and the channel where we bring you interesting business guests to give you tips and ideas to help you and your business thrive and survive in the interesting times we seem to be heading into. Today will be no exception. Brilliant guests coming up. But first, let's introduce co-host Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you. And thank you also very much for tuning into our show. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. We are very privileged to welcome John Arancio to the show. Hello, John. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. John is the co-founder and vice president of Wintech Group, which is a customer relationship management software reselling firm. That's a big mouthful there, but we'll get into the details in just a bit. Basically, he helps companies successfully manage their sales teams through a CRM for maximum efficiency and profit. So let's just jump right in, John. First of all, tell us what you mean by a customer relationship management software and what does it do exactly? Uh, CRM is a broad category. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. And in, in the early days, it was contact management, but it has morphed into mm-hmm. a lot more than that. Um, our focus is small businesses, primarily those um, managing uh, thing with memberships. It's doing all sorts of stuff, anything where you're talking to a counterparty that you're doing business with. Uh, so our focus is a little more narrow than the whole broad category, but customer relationship management is Uh, Just that, helping uh, business professionals take care of their customers better and uh, retain institutional knowledge so they can do a good job service. Totally unaware of the advantages of putting a CRM CRM into their business. So what's the immediate first benefit a company like that would see? Uh, Let's say you're a small business, but you're not small enough to have it be a one-person shop. So you've got some staff and uh, you're growing. Without a CRM, you probably grew to some size and uh, you've got some key employees in the right place and you start to bring in new people. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are now having to pick up your culture, but they're not quite the the quality of the founder and the first and second hire. Now you need to manage people and you need to create a recipe for success in sales and business development. And I think that's where Mm -hmm. CRMs help out is that you have enough volume and enough things happening that you can't just shout over the desk and say, oh, that's what's happening with that account. It centralizes all the interactions with the customers. So we know that we've talked to them recently, how they're doing, what's going on, how we classify them. If it's a big firm and you have a lot of customers and you quickly need to pull those up that are in chemicals, you can do that. Uh, If we need to send an email out for certain purposes, we have the capability. It's those types of things that CRM brings value. Okay, okay. And I, I can see what you mean as the company grows. And I I was a farmer and I, I'm involved with some farmers here in Canada. And I know some of their uh, situations are unique. So if a salesperson of one of their vendors leaves and a new salesperson comes on, the only way you can find out about that customer is going and sitting with the farmer for a long time. And maybe the farmer doesn't want to do that. So your the sort of system you're talking about would help the new salesperson jump straight in. Is that correct? It helps them jump in. It also puts them into a working mode. This is how we do it. Okay. And I think that's um, a big problem. If you hire people and you're a busy boss, you may not be the best manager, but if you can create some structure, at least you can measure how they're doing. 
and give them right. marching orders in a, in an ongoing way. Because once you turn your head and they're off on their own, they're developing a book of business. That's your book. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you want to know what happens when they leave, you want to know how to get in and how where, where the footprints are. Absolutely. Good. So, so, John, how does your Maximizer CRM differ from others on the market? So Maximizer was always an easy to use, quick to set up solution. It's been around a really long time, but in the last 10 or 15 years, there's been a lot of competition with very specific CRMs. They're mm -hmm. going to do, you know, they're going to do this thing. You know, we handle, uh, you know, I met, brought up the word membership. You know, we do memberships mm -hmm. great, or somebody else is going to say, yeah, we do, uh, you know, retention of insurance clients better, whatever. Maximizer is a general tool that lets a commercial firm sell to other businesses quickly and easily. Uh, we're aiming at small businesses. They do not have the resources of the big guns. So mm -hmm. enterprises spend a lot of money on staff and on technology to implement their CRM solutions to get their 1,000 or 10,000 users working. But if you have five or six or eight people, your budget is not going to be much bigger than the subscription. You're going to need to be lean and mean. And that's, I think, where we come in. We can deploy okay. in a couple of days of billing and uh, give people a solution that fits what they're trying to do and that they can grow into. Okay. Okay. So you were talking about a lot of the businesses and your ID customer, uh, of the, the owners are very, very busy and don't have time to be the best managers and the best trainers of new people. How long, you, you're now going to put something else for them to get used to. How long does it take for them to to get a handle on implementing your CRM system? A lot of the folks that use our system are owner operators. That's really, okay. really common. So they're often the ones driving it. Mm -hmm. I would say it takes a few weeks because mm -hmm. it takes time to pick up anything. But sure. the, um they get it going and because they'll be a user of it and they see value in it themselves, it's easier for them to press their team to be involved. Okay. They're usually not super hands off saying, okay, you guys do this and let me know how it goes. So they're in it. They're one of the users. And I would say they're not always great managers, but they're often really good salespeople. And mm -hmm. so they're in there and they're trying to replicate their their recipe for success with the new folks because they're trying to take on other things. As you're growing, you can't do everything and the sure. sales are always calling. And so they, this is a delegation situation where they're trying to get some of the work off their plate, but not lose any business. Right. Okay. Good. What level of improvement in customer retention can a business reasonably expect using your CRM? It can be profound if they're doing a terrible job of it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and we've run across that more often than not. A fair number of clients that we've picked up, their retention technology was Outlook. And that's a right. really lean way to do it. Uh, emails were tucked in somewhere. You'd have to, oh, they're back. We got to dig for the email to find out what we said or what we promised. Um, the CRM makes accessing the critical information uh, immediate so that if a client goes dark and that's their prerogative, right? You're, you're, you're engaged with them and then they sure. disappear and they come back. You're brought up to speed immediately. And retention is a huge, huge element of our business. I'd say business development's a big part, but retaining customers is just as important. Mm -hmm. And very, very often clients use it for one or the other. They might have a certain pain where they're working on that. Um, retention to me is all about 
maintaining your touches. So we have a, a, a follow-up and schedule tool to make sure you don't miss anything and have access to the history so you know where you were at. Between those two things, you know what you've said and what you need to do, your team is less likely to miss things. We also have a built-in service module. So if there are complaints, there's a ticketing system to follow those through. But it's all about uh, keeping eyes on incomplete tasks. The mail okay. using Outlook as a manager of follow-up is very bad because once it gets out of sight, you're waiting for the customer to call. And that's not yeah. a tool that's going to work. Right. Mm -hmm. And then do you, does your system make it very easy for the person using it to access all the critical data for a customer? So go back to my farming um, situation where let's just say I'm a supplier of spares for milking parlor equipment to dairy farmers and my customers range from guys with uh, 30 cows to guys with 500 cows, right? And I have four or five salesmen. If I get a new salesman, will the system very quickly get him up to speed on farmer A has 60 cows and they're all Holsteins and farmer B has 70 cows? <clears throat> Does the system make it easy to pick up all that information quickly? The system makes it easy to design it to do that. And then uh, the okay. system does it. So the I think any CRM can do that. Some are rather uh, cost prohibitive to get to that point where sure. you want to be. And so sure. the tailoring part, I think, is where we rise to the top for small okay. businesses because we make okay. it accessible. This is something you should want to, you should want for your business, but you may find it out of your budget because the deployment, you know, you already spent money on training, you spent money on this and that, and now there's this other thing. So we get to that endpoint very quickly. And I okay. you know, agree with you. We have to look at your business and go, what do you care about? Not many of sure. my customers care about cows, but some do. Uh, we mm -hmm. do have clients selling agricultural equipment, mostly uh, farmers. I think one guy's selling equipment that picks beans. Labor is really tough. Okay. He's, yep. It's seasonal yep. right around now. They're they've already negotiated. This is the delivery season, right? They're going to drop stuff right. off. But they're, you know, in the spring, he's talking to everybody. And they're yep. lining it up. And he knows how many acres they have. He knows what their labor situation is like. Can they get people or not? And he knows the kind of equipment he deals in new and, and used equipment. So he's trying to find the budget. So he looks at all those are the factors that he cares about so mm -hmm. that he can quickly make a quote that he can stand behind. Delivering equipment is very difficult. It's it's hard. to yep. get. Stuff. And he knows, you know, where he can line it up and give them promise dates that that he can he can make good on, which is about now. If you gave a commitment right. in May, you might see the equipment today. Right, right, right. Sorry, Kathleen, can I just ask John another one here? Go ahead. Uh, where a cost of a very sophisticated system is prohibitive, but he can, the customer can, can quickly get on board with a, a fairly basic system, is it possible to use integrations with, say, a spreadsheet to, to control some of that data? Is there a, another way of using it effectively? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, we, we integrate with tools generally. We usually, if something's in the spreadsheet, we would probably bring it into our own system because I okay. think we can manage it better. I don't, I don't right. like managing things in spreadsheets. People mess them up and then you end up with data mm -hmm. in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. But there are tools that are unique and they do things that we don't want to get involved in. So okay. we'll link up to them. Email is a good example. Yeah. We are not an email client, but we live in an email client. So that mm -hmm. if you receive an email, you can save it to that record. You can put that contact into your CRM. Okay. You can do actions that are typical of a business person without leaving your your beloved Outlook. 
but okay. you're still okay. operating within the CRM model. And when you go to your CRM, that stuff will be there. So we, we okay. look at high-ends with all the players that bring value to our customers. Microsoft is certainly one of them. Uh, Zapier is another. Yeah, is Zapier, yeah. Where you can bring other things together that we don't even have connections with. It can be a bridge. Um, MailChimp is a marketing platform mm-hmm. that we've got tools for. So there's things like that. So we have a an app directory that connects to uh, friendly applications that we can work with. And then Zapier gives us entree into others. And if none of those work, we can develop uh, custom solutions to connect to almost anything. There's a higher budget for each effort, right? Of course. Away from the basic, you pay a little bit more. Of course. and But the advantage with you putting it all together, the customer doesn't have to learn and become an expert in all of those separate tools, correct? No, the, the, they normally don't want to be an expert in anything other than their business. So we try that's to, right. that's really where, where WinTech exists is we're application specialists so that you don't have to, you want it to work right. And you don't want to crawl in there. You know, we hire people to help us with the website. Why? Because we don't want to be experts in that. And it's the same kind of thing. We're just sure. looking for a, a, a way we can provide somebody with access to the skills they need at a, an investment that makes sense. Uh, for the whole solution. Yeah, yeah, very good. Right. So does your team set up everything for the client so that they can easily implement the system immediately? How does the onboarding happen? How how does that all? Mostly we do. So in our preference, it would be we would do it. But some clients like to be a little more independent, depends on how big they are. But for small clients, very typically, we would help with the data, bringing it into the system. That's not something that they're going to be familiar with, and right. they'll never have to do it again. We provide end-user training so they understand what this new tool is, get in front of the salespeople. But we also do a fair bit of configuration to the point made earlier, cows, how many cows, what type. These are things that we'd have to build into views and fields so that people have a place to input it, because certainly... We're not going to receive data that necessarily has all that information on it, but mm-hmm. the salespeople can collect it. And then related to that, we may be developing dashboards or reports that output this stuff in a summary form for executives who want to see just the top line. How much business mm-hmm. do we have in this territory? Okay, great. Maybe we need another salesperson here. So we do handle it end to end. But if there's clients that say, we can do this bit and want that from you, we, we do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, John, you also offer consulting services, don't you? Mm-hmm. Is that more more than just CRM? We get into consulting wrapped around CRM and Maximizer, but okay. we end up like Zapier is an example of yep. an unrelated tool that's that you have to have a skill set in that's not particularly only focused on CRM, but certainly helps CRM out a lot. So mm-hmm. we'll be. Uh, and and my clients typically wouldn't know that, although I, you know, tripped over a few that already had used it and were comfortable in it. So depending upon where they are, there are other areas that we focus mostly in dashboards, reporting and things like uh, Zapier. Uh, but we also have um, more expertise in MailChimp than we would have if it wasn't for the integration with Maximizer. Right. We've just been in there enough to sure. guide people around the gotchas that happen. Um, and if they've already messed around in there, we can assimilate their data, make sure they don't send emails to the unsubscribed and the bounce yeah. things that can hurt your reputation and get you shut out. Sure. So we those are the areas where we provide consulting, but we do focus it on the 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 brand that we're supporting because it's where we have our deepest skill sets. 
Right. Okay. So good. good. Say that. Uh, let's give an example that I own a small business. Our business sells widgets, mm-hmm. and so far we're a small business, so we're using spreadsheets. We're using spreadsheets to keep track of who these clients are, and. At this point, it's becoming too, it's not manageable anymore and we need some help. And we pick up the phone, call you and say, John, help us out here. You have a CRM. Can you can you walk us through that process that you oh, would absolutely. take in order to get us from this point to that point? The first thing we would do was ask you what you think your goals are and to make sure mm-hmm. there's a target that we can hit. So you, you say, you know, you need to do something, but the, what's the why? We want to have deliverables for you because we want to make sure we hit those and make sure that our solution matches that. But let's assume it's pretty straightforward, develop sales, manage customers. And it's something we, let's say we consider it a fairly vanilla deployment, nothing mm-hmm. exotic, and it won't be very difficult. We would spend a little bit of time having you collect your data. You'd sit through a demo just to get some familiarity with the interface And then we would uh, present you with a proposal. This many users would cost X. Uh, You're in Canada, US, this is the dollar denomination. Um, Deployment for uh, maximizer is going to be, let's say, two days. We have $1,200 a day. And at the end of that, you're going to have trained people on a configured solution. And you're going to be pushed off the dock. And we are still connected with you if you need help down the road. And so we would create an understanding of uh, what you're going to get, where we're going to start off from in the CRM, how much you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we would schedule some follow-up cadences to make sure as you jump into the solution, uh, it's doing what you expect. So it's that's the basic process is to connect, understand how you're going to work, you learning us and understanding how we function, how the solution works and then getting you to uh, a good starting point. And by that, I mean, your team's in there and you're starting to look into the CRM for information rather than just doing the work to populate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm quite interested. How have you seen the landscape, the business landscape with reference to CRMs change since the lockdown? Did it uh, increase people's awareness that they should have one or did it change anything? It didn't hurt from a business standpoint because I think people that operated on pen and paper were more stuck than they were before, <laughs> right? So that's, I mean, the same thing with people that didn't have the telecommunication set up. It's all that came right. to the head very, very quickly. And, and people are fairly adaptable. But I think the value of having access to your work, whether it's CRM or accounting or anything, you know, popped up big when suddenly we had to be separated. Yeah. So it wasn't, uh, it, it just, it also coincided with a, a big bump in business activity, not just to, you know, people had, I had even expected it to be a pretty rough go. The government stepped in, there was a huge mm-hmm. infusion, and then business actually increased right away. So most of my customers were having trouble shipping stuff, not getting yeah. ordered. Right. Uh, right. So <laughs> it was almost, they were too busy to, work on CRM because the, you know, it's great to be taking orders. I think right. now as things have eased up a little bit, folks are looking at their work and, you know, it, it's just when they have time for it, right. You can fit this stuff in, but definitely if you were uh, spread out and uh, not used to it, CRM suddenly was a, a big issue. It would have been a pain mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, I thought it might be. I thought it might be. What about AI? Is this going to um, improve CRM systems? Is it going to replace some of them? What's going to be the effect? You think? Uh, early on, I you know I can only tell you what we're doing. We mm-hmm. have a small bit of it in our uh, sales leader edition that helps you ask questions of prospects based on their okay. strengths. Uh, what it can do in the future, I don't know because it's a dynamic, right? Right, you're absolutely. Developing AI, and then your customers are resisting you probably with AI. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, it's very hard to reach people. You know, you mm-hmm. you're, you have to create a lot of useful content. Um, you, you can't just bang away at the phone. So your your profile, I think it's already affecting because you know if you're doing marketing and using AI to develop your message, you're using it. But yeah. it's a constant evolution every minute of, you know, the, as people adopt it themselves, that the whole audience is changing. So I think CRMs are all going to throw their their weight behind it because it's the new thing and, you know, it'll, it'll drive some sales. But what it's actually going to do is hard to say. Uh, and especially for the smaller businesses uh, who will probably benefit from it a little bit later after the costs come down. Yeah. expensive and you know but i i don't actually have a good picture of how useful or not useful it will be mm-hmm. um because you know there's a lot of things that you can go out to vendors since you know they'll tell you they they can determine buyer intent they can do but are they really determining it you know it's it's hard to say i think in some markets they do and some they don't you know you you mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. yourself in you know when uh, healthcare might look different than agriculture in of course. And oh, absolutely. So I, I, you know, we sell across a lot of different markets. So for us, it might be a little lumpy, and in other markets, it might be a clear, you know, obvious advantage. And and mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell either person they're wrong because it depends on where you're sitting in the moment. But it's coming, and we're going to find out uh, in the in the not too distant future because it'll just be part of all these tools. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you're right there. I we have a little bit of time in hand, and I'm really intrigued as to how you got into this line of business. Interesting. Uh, I I came into it from I guess the side. I was uh, selling uh, industrial chemicals in New York at a trading firm. I was domestic sales, and it was a pen and paper thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the Thomas Register? It's a giant library of industrial suppliers. And you'd open this book and, okay, you need paint guys. Paint guys use this chemical. So you start dialing the phone and write the number down. And the logging of the calls, coupled with my horrendous handwriting, meant that my history was really hard to access. And I was making an awful lot of calls and cycling back to them. I called the same people in two days in a row, wouldn't even remember them. So at some point, we, we got computers on the desk, more for faxing than anything else. And I made it my business to find some tools that let me make a database. And I concocted a small CRM in that day that, that worked for me and my right. Right. And I realized the value of it. And I, I decided to go into a line of work of constructing CRMs for people custom. When I came across Maximizer and I said, well, these guys have it figured out and they're willing to do the tech. And all I have to do is talk to salespeople and convince them to uh, put their Franklin planner aside. And so yeah. it was really from selling and sitting in that chair that I said, man, this is just hard. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just too hard and it doesn't need to be. And I, I stand by that today. And, and I, we don't get quite the resistance we did in the early days because people were very attached to their pens and papers. But sure. uh, I've been, adoption of CRM is still difficult to this yeah. day, getting people yeah. to line up. But that's where I came from is actually making calls and and wanting that history, wanting that ability to pull up everybody that's in this industry or that, because now I've got product and a price for that market. So right. I can see the quick reaction and the uh, better reaction and the depth of the follow up. Those are the advantages. Oh, because they're interesting. Back to you. Well, Kathleen, are you? Yes, uh, sorry. My internet is a little bit unstable here, Peter, but I'm just going to ask uh, John, how do people contact you? Sure. I think uh, there's two ways. Uh, okay. John Arancio, I'm probably the only one on LinkedIn, so you could go there. And our website is wintechgroup.com, W-I-N-T-E-C group.com. Perfect. Got it. And for our audio listeners, the those details will be in the description on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this on. So from my side, the last message is uh, to our audience. You've seen another very interesting business guest again today, and I hope you've learned a lot. Uh, to make sure you don't miss our future guests, sign up for our newsletter. We only send you one a week. You'll find a sign-up form on our website, theyackingshow.com. For me, thanks very much, John. Thanks to our audience for listening, and back to Kathleen. Yes, John, thank you very much for uh, being with us today. And we thank you for tuning into our show. If anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, we invite you to visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form. And we would love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.